Hello, my name is Naked Mango, and this is my first podcast with Fumbling Force. Some of you may know me from the crazy shit I do on Resident Evil, or more recently, Legend of Zelda. I will be hosting this new fun Warhammer podcast, and with me is my co-host, everyone's favorite, Critical Failure, <gasps> Almighty Crit. My feelings! <laughs> that did come out much meaner than I meant. <laughs> Look, man, you had us lost for like four hours at Gen Con. I mean, that's a whole different conversation. I, yeah, that's a, I, okay, I'll take that. Critical <laughs> failure. All right. And I win that one. Title for days. <laughs> uh, yay, I'm doing a Warhammer podcast with Mango. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right. First off, first and foremost, just a little bit about what I know about the 40K. For those of you who are hyper nerds or those of you who are just generally curious, uh, I have been a reader of the 40K lore for about 17 years. I bought my first book in about, I think, 2006 when I was looking for books and just literally saw this like dope ass growly wolf man screaming with a sword on the cover of a book, like running through the snow. And I looked at it. I was like, is that a wolf man? And then I saw the title and thought, Space Wolf. Ah, <laughs> and it was the spa- that was the Space Wolf Omnibus with Ragnar on the front cover. Uh, and my first thought, even at like, I think I was 12, was ooh, woo. You know, <laughs> that's, that's my jam. And then years went by before I even knew about the board game. I started playing. I've been playing for about three years now with a buddy of mine. Started building in 2021. Had my first tournament in 2022. In this podcast... I do plan on focusing mostly on 40k lore. It's just what I know the most about. With a little bit about gaming, I do want to talk about the games. I know a lot of you love the game. It's a phenomenal game. But I will dip into Age of Sigmar here and there because it's my show and I can do what I want. So we'll all learn stuff like that together. <laughs> Crit, what got you into what got you into 40k? Do you do you know anything about this? Uh, you did. You you did it. We were at Gen Con and you said, hey, let's do a podcast. And I said, you know what? Screw it. Let's do it. <laughs> no, I um, I had a uh, love from a distance relationship with 40K my entire life. Uh, <clears throat> it's long story short. I have been surrounded by 40K people my entire life. From the dawn of my D&D stardom 20-some-odd years ago to even now. I mean, you, we have you, we have uh, Mark and Daniel from the other Fumbling 4 shows. Uh, Travis even dipped his toes in 40K a little bit. I mean, <clears throat> everybody, for the most part, but me, has dipped their toes in 40K. The extent of my dip was I bought a $60 mini while I was in England from games workshop it because it was a cool gold dragon that was it that's that's it that's that's my extent of 40k experience but i have yeah, but then what what did we learn about that gold dragon <laughs> very recently it was not 40k it was uh it was it was definitely um age of sigmar, age of sigmar. yeah uh, <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, I mean, I have always wanted to learn, but I've never had anybody to teach me. I mean, even my cousin who is Blood Bowl 40K, I mean, this, this man has done everything. He's like, it's too much to teach you. I, I don't have time. So, <sighs> Mango, you're going to have to teach me and every new person who wants to enjoy <laughs> 40K. 
So the pressure's on. I'm here. Sit down, my little baby chicklets. Grab your milk and cookies. (laughs) Papa Mango is here. And he loves to talk. Uh, So, uh... I th- I think um, thus far and the amount of research that you've made me uh, do for this, uh, I'm going to start here and say I'm pretty sure my favorite faction so far is Blood Angels, but that could change, everyone. That could change. I have actually, I have a list based off of your criteria. <laughs> Xenos players, I'm sorry, he saw humans and immediately went xenophobic. <laughs> I, I think I have three that is a big maybe for you. Oh. Blood Angels are at the top of the list, but I can think of two more that may or may not interest you. Ooh. But like you said, this podcast is for the people who have been into it just to talk and like uh, we have a discord where you are more than welcome to talk to us, which we will be sharing and talking about it in a little bit. We have a Twitter page that you can come and talk to us on. The point of this is that whether you have known this for 35 years or you have never you have no idea what is happening and you just love the sweet sound of my voice. This is the podcast for you. The goal of the Lorecast is literally just that. It's all about the lore. My hope is to make my hope is to make you want to ask questions and learn along with. You. I don't know everything, obviously, especially with as much as GW retcons random shit. <laughs> especially this first episode, I, I hope you come away from this with a thousand and one questions, all of which I hope to answer during the course of this adventure into the magical, mystical, dark ass world of Warhammer. Woo woo! <laughs> uh, so so uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna spill us here. What do we got up first? I'm ready for this because what what are we doing today? What what's today's episode about? So I'm gonna start off very simple. It might be a little slow for the vets, but also you can cheer in the background like I will with my favorite faction today. Uh, today is gonna be all about factions. Like Crit said, he knows virtually nothing. All of the research I tried to get him to do, he mostly spent he spent most of that time researching Blood Angels. <laughs> he literally Googled before we started this, he Googled 40k factions and just read them out loud to make sure he had most of them. <laughs> but I plan on going pretty deep eventually. We're starting kind of simple now. For instance, with the Space Marines, I am going to start with the first founding because it's for all of you that don't know anything. I will get into the second founding and all of the the sub-factions and all of the the smaller chapters and things like that a little bit later. We're starting with Space Marines fresh. Obviously, I'm going to be talking about Leagues of Voltan and stuff like that as well. So the timeline doesn't matter much in this episode before all of you come and I'm actually me (laughs) pushing your glasses up and snorting. Uh, Got him. (laughs) Are you ready, Crit? I'm ready. Let's get. Let's go. Who's up first? Right. There were 20 Primarchs, one for every Legion, and every Primarch. The Emperor literally made the Primarchs in a lab. He basically took his DNA, and the way it is generally kind of agreed on is that every Primarch was supposed to represent an uh, an aspect of the Emperor. This is his rage. This is his sense of justice. This is his a diplomatic self, etc., etc., etc. And then what he did is he created these, his sons, and took what was called the gene, their gene seed, and that is what he used to create the Space Marines. Every Space Marine, the reason the their Primarch is considered, most of them call them like 
their dad, essentially, is because every one of them has part of the or a gene seed from that Primarch in them. So that's why every Legion has, a lot of them have certain abilities and stuff like that based off of who their Primarch is. What happened was towards, I don't want to say the end, at some point while uh, Papa Imps was cooking these guys up in a tube, Ascots find out about it, thought they were a threat, wanted all 20 Primarchs on their side instead, tried to kidnap them. Big E noticed it and kind of put a, tried to stop them. And basically what wound up happening is instead of Chaos Gods getting a hold of them, they wound up being spread all over the galaxy. So a big part of the Emperor leaving Terra to conquer all these planets was to find his sons to lead his legions. So these legions started out, they were all created for these purposes, but once they found the Primarch, the Primarch took over for the, took over that legion, and that's how they became what they're known as now. Okay. That, that's the basic spiel. So uh, I'm going to rattle off a little blurb here I found about that. So this is uh, attributed to the Emperor of Mankind. This is a quote. They shall be my sons, and in them will live the hopes of a unified humanity. Theirs will be the strength to prevail, not only when victory lies within easy reach, but even when it seems unattainable. When doom settles like a shroud all about, in those times of darkness, my noble sons will shine the brightest of all. Okay, so just from that quote alone, his intention was to appoint them, like you said, appoint them as leaders and kind of, you know, save mankind. Yeah. It should be noted. I'm going to go ahead and get this out of the way. Xenophobia is very, very real in the 40K universe. Humanity hates aliens. Aliens hate every everybody hates everybody. It's there are no <laughs> there are no friends. There's here. No, yeah, there are no friends. That changes throughout time and things happen. But as a whole, everybody hates everybody. Biggie started that shit. I don't know what it was about him. He hated the Xenos. He wanted to completely exterminate the Xenos. He wanted to literally every planet in the entire galaxy be for humanity. Hmm. I'm interested to find out the reasonings. I'm interested to find out the reasonings. But anyway... Let's get into our lovely little uh, legions. Since we've talked about the Primarchs and you know why the legions exist, let's let's go through a list of the legions. You ready? Uh, I'm ready. Do it. Let's start some legions. First up, and I, I'm going to do these in the order of there are 20 legions. All of them do have legion numbers. Legions mattered in 30k. Later on, during the events towards the end of 30k, they became smaller factions known as chapters. Uh, uh, legions it was fully for pretty much just think on a large scale kind of conquering the universe there were 20 legions but they were called legions because they were fucking massive truly huge we're talking hundreds of that humans are considered a horde army in 40k it's not it's more for the most part it is quantity over quality okay especially in 30k before a lot of things happened don't get me wrong space marines of course are quality but even still the point is is that these were massive 
The first Legion was the Dark Angels, everybody's favorite emo group. <laughs> they were the first of the Legions, and they were the earliest version. They kind of set the standard for what the Space Marine Legions were going to be. They were, for the earliest version of them, fought as the Emperor's personal army before like he left Terra and from pretty kind of pretty close to when he left Terra to conquer other planets. They were highly independent. They they preferred coming up with their own ideas, doing that stuff. Their main purpose, most of the legions had like their skill sets that the emperor kind of wanted them to focus on. Their purpose was, like I said, the base standard for which to develop more specialized legions. They were the jack of all trades. They were the standard and everything else kind of branched out from them. So uh, I'm going to I'm going to throw a little tidbit in here that I found. You ready? No. So when you say massive size, mm-hmm. it's estimated that the Dark Angels Legion at the beginning was approximately 200,000 legionnaires, which when we start to get into the numbers, doesn't sound like much. But for a group of space marines is huge. I mean, that seems like a lot to me. <laughs> That's massive. You'll understand once we get to some of the other factions. Oh my gosh. Yeah, 200,000. And these people did their job well. Yeah. Any other questions you can think about off the bat about Dark Angels? So, okay. I don't want to get too far ahead here. But they're... I I also found that their numbers were depleted at a certain point by around 50,000. So that's, that's a huge loss for such a... You know, it's a large but still small legionnaire. That's a huge loss. I don't want to. I don't say. I don't want to go too in depth because I'm sure we'll get into it. But yeah, that's a huge uh, loss. So right now, currently as it stands, their cannon number is about 150 thousand. Yes. Okay. That's and they are they are still arguably one of the larger legions in 40k. Oh my gosh! At 150 thousand, and they're considered as one of the largest. Yeah. She got real dark in 30k and then it just <laughs> kept getting worse in 40 so <laughs> so okay well i won't interrupt you anymore for the dark angels so all right uh, that's I, pretty much all i got on the dark angels for this for this like i said we're keeping it real light we're just kind of nudging you in introducing you to this world these factions so these guys they, they they're basically the emperor's quote-unquote chosen direct like bodyguards to a degree Yes and no. It's more like whenever he started creating Space Marines, this was the first group he formed and he used them to come up with other ideas and kind of figure out what he wanted to use them for. I guess that's hence the uh, the the name, the first. First Legion. Yep. Okay. All right. Well, all right. Well, so all right. So I think I've got everything answered for Dark Angels that I need answered. <laughs> I'll keep rattling off numbers if I can find them for each one of these groups for you. But okay. Yeah. The uh, that's that's they're green. That's that's fair. Green. Yeah. It, it's a weirdly ugly green too. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't. But feel free to paint real. your minis the way you want. Yeah. I, I'm a full believer in painting whatever you want. Lore accuracy is fun, but it not at the cost of thinking that. If you love everything about a faction, but the only thing stopping you from them being your favorite faction is the color of their armor, that that 
I don't know. This feels wrong to me. <laughs> yeah. I really wanted to like the Space Wolves, but the gray and blue. Uh, anyway, we'll get there. I did look up the Space Wolves. I, I, I looked up Woo Woo for you. Uh, Fucking love the Space Wolves. <laughs> anyway, the second Legion, we're immediately going to get into some sketchy shit because there are there is not a single record of the second Legion. Their records were expunged from the Imperial Archives, which is called the Edict of Obliteration, also known as Dominato Memoria. That'll fucking know. That's High Gothic, which is what the Imperium speaks for condemnation of memory. This is usually performed on someone declared excommunicate Praetorus by the Emperor before he became a grumpy old man on his lawn chair or the High Lords of Terra or the Inquisition. Basically... Like I said, there's no records, lots of fan theories, lots of speculation in all of the books and all of the lore over all these years. There's been like there's been mention of them, I think, once. And it was a single sentence. Wow. Yeah. So they they basically they uh, clearly they they betrayed the emperor. And we we're don't no. What? OK, so from what I do know of the Warhammer is uh, <laughs> traitors be damned. Uh, so I, I think, I think we can all safely assume they betrayed some sort of. That's usually one of the more common theories. I read a theory recently where like, it's possible that one of the legions was completely wiped out. And rather than the emperor letting everybody being like, Oh, okay. These mighty things that I literally just created that are supposed to be our X factor, our super weapon, were wiped out before I could even get to them. Uh, okay, all right. Because obviously, yeah, excommunica traitoris is, like it said, the most common reason records would be expunged. But it's not the only reason. Mm-hmm. So. so, okay, so basically, we don't know anything about them. They were wiped from history, records, everything, and we're left to speculate. So, okay, well, all right. that, that We're getting off to a great start here. No numbers, because <laughs> uh, we don't know <laughs> shit about them. <laughs> Yeah, we're one for two. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! So I'm gonna take a wild guess. Can I can I guess what this next legion is gonna be called? The third yep. legion. Well, they are the third legion. I don't think they're called the third legion. Oh, son of a. Okay, all right. Who is it? <laughs> the next one is actually the base for Nerdy Biker's favorite group. Oh, the Emperor's Children. Oh. They're not really their specialty, but most of their members were, or all of their members, to my knowledge, were recruited from nobility. They were mostly given diplomatic tasks to bring worlds into compliance. And they were kind of their like secondary task was they were put in a lot of like leadership positions over the Imperial army. Okay. Nobility, leadership. They were really good at what they did. I'm not a huge fan of them, but I also don't like rich people. So... (laughs) And that's just what I, th- I just think of pompous assholes whenever I think of Emperor's children. I mean, they're, they're rocking. What is that? That royal purple and gold is kind of the colors. I mean, they do kind of seem like the the uppity kind of space marine kind of deal. Yeah. And for all of those curious real quick, I will be going over Primarchs a little bit later because that's going to be a whole thing I'm going to have to explain to Crit and anyone else who doesn't understand Crit just so you know they're called Primarchs they are essentially the patriarchs of the legions Mm -hmm. and they are close to God as you can be like gods that you can be like they are super powerful they uh, just they all have like uh, most of them 
if not all of them have special abilities. Ooh. It's a whole crazy thing. Maybe I'll just start an army with those. No. <laughs> the Primarchs? We'll get into why you shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I want to rattle off some numbers here for the Emperor's Children, if you if you don't mind, before we continue. Sure. So uh, according to what I did find on them, we have 110,000 Astartes during the latter days of the Great Crusade. Seems right. And approximately 50,000 traitor legionnaires survived the Istvan Three atrocity. So that means our numbers by these guys are also depleted by 50,000 in current canon timeline. Except for their traitors. Okay. There you go, there you go ruining with what I wanted to do. Again. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just, I just yeah. see these are the things I found. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. I can go about it a different way. The Istvan Massacre is going to be something I go over whenever I go over 30k pretty heavily. Because uh, a lot of important things happened. The Istvan Dropside Massacre was essentially the... It was not the start, but it was kind of the... Everything was kind of happening behind the scenes, and like there was a lot of like shadow work and stuff like that. The Istvan Dropside Massacre is when shit like hit the fan, basically. That's when open civil war started. That's when all the traitor legions like openly were like let's fucking go holy cow okay all right so there i'm interested in learning these traitors not traitors thing i i've been holding back my tongue because i also have a list of who's still loyalist and who's traitor so i'm just i'm not i'm not gonna rattle that off but anyway so who's uh who's our number four faction (laughs) (laughs) number four is the iron warriors their role was uh, pretty pretty much attack and defense. They were they were pretty not, I don't want to say basic, but that's what they specialized in. They focused mainly on attack. They were siege breakers. They were skilled in attrition warfare, heavy assault. They were really good at like defending forts, like garrison forces, that type of stuff. That was their spiel was siege warfare, and but from both sides. Okay, so the Iron Warriors. Uh, their color scheme actually is pretty cool. It's like a black and gold. These, these, okay, these guys are pretty cool. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so, uh, some numbers for you on these guys. The Iron Warriors, I also found some other stuff, but I don't want to ruin it because we're going to have to get to that later. Uh, the Iron Warriors Legion was... Active strength between 150,000 and 180,000 Astartes, along with a very substantial war fleet of over 100 capital class vessels. For reference, those those big ass battleships. I I figured it. I mean, it it (laughs) sounded that way. I'm like, geez, (laughs) over a hundred of those, which I mean, these guys are ready to drop in at a moment's notice. They had. they had one job. <laughs> they, they were good at it. Okay. And f- before all the nerds scream, at least to my knowledge, it's pronounced Astartes. Astartes. Okay. My apologies. Yeah. I'm learning. All right. I'm learning. It's, uh, nah, you're fine. I'm, this is just me <laughs> trying to avoid the nerd rage. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to institute nerd rage. So for those of you uh, who are listening and I butcher things, uh, just know that uh, Crit is bad at the English language. Along with every other language ever known. Yeah. Mango's dyslexic, so <laughs> there's a huge chance I'm pronouncing that shit wrong, too. You said, okay, so one more time. It was 
Just Astartes. Astartes. Okay. All right. Yeah. I got this. You had everything wrong, right except the, the last sound. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the Iron Warriors, silver, gold, and black colors. Um, pretty another pretty big legion. So I'm noticing here that the legions that were created, they were usually ranging anywhere from 150 to 200,000 in size. Yeah, they all followed a pretty specific format with the exception of one or two kind of quote-unquote special ones. Okay. Uh, And that is, yeah. And even the reasoning behind that was, number one, the legions were essentially supposed to be equal. Mm. They all had their parts to play. And number two, it kind of came down to how they were formed. That was uh, some... Astounding information there about the Iron Warriors, the uh, fourth legion. Uh, who's the fifth legion? I'm curious now because it seems like as we go on, the legions get more and more interesting. <laughs> they kind of balance out. It really, it also depends on what, how you prefer your giant space warriors. The next one is actually, to my knowledge, like an underground fan favorite. A lot of people love this legion. Uh-oh. And to be fair, to be fair, it makes sense. I'm not going to tell you their names, and, f- and first I'm going to describe them to you because it's hilarious. Oh, boy. <laughs> They're obsessed with speed. Okay. They are a mostly mounted army. Okay. Like bikes and, bikes and vehicles and stuff like that. They're also Mongols. They dress like Mongols. They look like Mongols. They use, like, katanas, I think. It's real weird. It's the White Scars. The White Scars? White scars. So are these guys like the barbarians of like the uh, the legions? So, oh, wait. One of them. Space wolves. So, oh, so they're space wolves? No. Oh, oh see, this is confusing already. <laughs> I said they're one of the because some whenever the Primarchs got separated. Yeah. The legions started pretty much on Terra. And then recruited on other planets and stuff like that as it moved out. But once the Primarchs took over, most of the time, the majority of their recruit came from that Primarch's quote-unquote home planet. So the White Scars didn't necessarily start out as Mongols, but once they found the Primarch, Jangatai Khan, I think is his first name. His name's literally Khan. His last name's Khan. (laughs) Mongol. He started recruiting from his home planet. So it, their ways and their culture as they grew up, because it was decades before the Emperor found the Primarchs. So they very much grew up on these worlds. So that culture typically, not typically, did get incorporated into the Legions, which is how they became so drastically individualistic. Okay. Okay, so, they, so yeah, they're basically like the barbarians, like the brutal, like on the land kind of space marines yeah their job were typically forward scouts they 100 percent prefer speed over stealth on top of being scouts they were typically used as like fast raiders like like guerrilla tactic like hit and run type stuff i'm gonna try to say this again astartes yep okay so you also just say spice marine Fuck, I'm just going to say Space Marine then because these fancy words are confusing me. Uh, so I got some numbers here for him if you're ready for it. Let's do it. Uh, okay, so I also found they have a different name too called the Star Hunters. 
Yeah, we were going to, I was going to get into a little bit that when we start talking about the groups individually. Oh. There were, because the legions were founded without the Primarchs, once the Primarchs took over, some of their names changed. Oh, okay. So that's what it's known. Okay. Yeah. All right. If you found your son and he's like bench pressing three semis and you're like, hey, I brought your crew to follow you around. You're in charge of them now. These are the sparkly princesses. <laughs> and bro dude with his backwards hat and his wife beater's like, no. <laughs> These are my murder puppies. <laughs> murder puppies. That's essentially what happened. Oh, okay. So that that, that explains the name change from Star Hunters to White Scars. Uh, Star Hunters is just it's yeah it's bad. It's, it's bad. It's bad. Uh, Objectively <laughs> stupid. <laughs> so uh, they comprised. Uh, uh, well, even better, they're believed to have been comprised of ninety-five thousand Space Marines at the end of the Great Crusade. Feels right. Again, they their whole thing was speed. Now, don't get me wrong. They're one of the, again, this is to my knowledge, they're one of the top melee combat groups. One of the few who could go toe-to-toe with Space Wolves. For everybody curious, Space Wolves, I'm like, freaking boys. <laughs> and obviously I'm prejudiced, but there are, of course, stories backing up that Russ, the patriarch of the Space Wolves, was known to be terrifying in melee combat. He fought a couple of different Primarchs. Sometimes it was sometimes it wound up being equal. Sometimes he destroyed them. He even lost a few times. Usually because he got attacked by like eight demons, demon princes and after fighting that then he got, anyway, it doesn't matter. We'll get into that. <laughs> Jenga Tycon was one of the few people who could like go toe-to-toe with Russ. And the same could be said for the Legionnaires. Okay. So, all right. So, again, this isn't... It even says in my research that it's one of the smaller legions. Yeah. Even back then, it was one of the smaller legions. Yes. Their job wasn't to be to stand still and fight. It was to raid. It was to mm-hmm. scout. It was to harass. Well, I guess speed doesn't work the best. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, who do we got next on this lovely little list? I get a drum roll. Oh boy, here we go. Uh, sounds straight up, sounds like Bonkos. <laughs> it is the greatest of all time. The goats, you love them. They live in, I can't say pineapple under the sea, but I can't say a big ass mountain in the middle of a frozen wasteland. It's the Blood Angels. <laughs> it's close. Oh, They live, Blood Angels, one of their home planets is remarkably similar. <laughs> Sort of. It's the Space Wolves. Oh! It is my, my ooh-woo furry gang. Gang, gang. Let's go. They primarily handled... They had two really weird, very specific jobs. Okay. Law enforcement within the legions. Oh? So they took care of, like, insubordination and stuff like that, specifically with Space Marines. And they executed anybody who just wouldn't listen they are known as the emperor's executioners one of my favorite things about them is nobody can tell them what to do except for the emperor and they talk so much shit because of it (laughs) (laughs) they're always ready to throw hands and they do not care their secondary kind of position was shock assault just drop it in hot and going straight for it okay so uh they're basically 
if you took a, a cop and mixed him with a canine unit, that you get space wolves. Yes. That is an incredible oversimplification, <laughs> but don't you worry. They will have their time to shine. Uh, okay, I actually kind of like these guys. They sound pretty cool. Still does not beat the Blood Angels on my book, though, because specific reasons, but close second. I want to tell stories so bad, but we're <laughs> on a time limit. Okay, so I'm going to rattle off some numbers here. So at the time of the Great Crusade, their approximate comprised legionnaires were 95,000 to 100,000. So they're still on the smaller side, it looks like, as well. There was a very specific reason for it. I don't know what they started as, but there are worlds known as death worlds in 40k. This means basically living there is a death sentence. The survival rate of Fenris, their home planet, super small. There's literal krakens. There's trolls. Wolves the size of Ford F-250s. <laughs> like, the wolves are big. So the average space marine is like 8 to 10 feet tall, roughly. To my knowledge, that's typically without their armor, which obviously adds much more mass. They ride wolves into combat. Oh, my God. <laughs> so these guys, these wolves are nothing to scoff at. Essentially, they're carrying thousands of pounds. And they will just mess your world up. Oh, my God. But the survival rate on Fenris is like 25% or something. It's extremely low. I'd have to look that up again. And then to become a space marine, you cut that in like half again. Well, see, I do. I did get to see a little bit of this in the Blood Angels, but we'll save that for a Blood Angels specific episode because I did get to see a little bit of this because Space Marines, you don't just get picked out of a crowd and go, you, you, you. There are trials that you have to go through. Yes. So. Yes. uh, But no. Okay. So Space Wolves, uh, Wolf Cop. <laughs> and again, this was in the 30k. Obviously, mm-hmm. every a lot of these people changed a lot of what they do after the Great Crusade. Yeah, but yeah, we'll get there in time. We'll get to the 40k stuff in time. We gotta start. We gotta start at the beginning. We gotta start at 30k. Started at the bottom. Now we're here. Yeah. <laughs> so okay, so we got Space Wolves. Their lovely uh, blue gray color scheme. Uh, Ooh. Ooh, oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> So who's next on our lovely little list? Next up is the seventh legion known as the Imperial Fists. That's just an, an intimidating name. Yeah, but their symbol is stupid. It's a fist. <laughs> <laughs> their primary role again was just a basic attack defense, but these guys specialized in defense. These guys were siege makers. So again, similar to the Iron Warriors, they specialized in siege warfare, but they specialized on the other side more so okay for building the forts and stuff like that their kind of secondary purpose was they were the best in void space fleet combat okay so these are our spaceship guys essentially these are the ones that really don't land unless they need to build pretty much yes okay all right I mean, it kind of makes sense, especially with the numbers I found their numbers never rose above a hundred thousand ever 
But I mean, you don't really need a lot of builders. So I think their thing was they just don't need it. Yeah, they probably didn't. If I had to guess, didn't lose too many. I don't know that much about the Imperial Fists because I don't care about the vehicles. <laughs> I don't know. It's hard to explain. They just make me think of robots and I don't like robots. So my knowledge on Imperial Fists is mostly from them talking mad shit to other people. It seems like a lot of them have, from what I'm finding here, a lot of them have like cybernetic upgrades and stuff too. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, the Imperial Fists are similar to the Adeptus Mechanicus, where they essentially believe the 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 more the less human you are, the closer to God, basically. Ah, okay, that makes a lot of sense, especially since there's mention of Adept Adeptus Custodes. 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 Okay. We'll get to those two. They're basic. They're the Emperor's Guard. Okay. Much more complicated than that. But yep. We'll get to it. <laughs> so uh, to wrap these ones up in a nice little bow, uh, color scheme is yellow, black, and red. That's a Weird. hell of a color scheme. <laughs> the Italian flag. Oh, that's not true. There's green in Italian. Yeah, flag. there's green in the Italian flag. All right. So who's up next on our lovely little list here? I think we're actually going to do a mid-break. <gasps> mid-break? Time. Oh, shit. All right. Well, we'll, we'll go to the mid-break, and then when we come back, oh, are we going to talk more uh, legions? Absolutely not. I'm going to go straight to Zetos. We're only going to do half the legions. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Welcome to our very first mid-break. I'm super excited to do this. Normally, I have to listen to Crit do the whole thing while I just sit, come up with funny <laughs> quips. But this time, I have to talk about all of it. And you can tell I'm not nervous, right? <laughs> so, uh, usually, we have to thank our patrons, which you're going to hear the lovely Naked Mango. Thank you all. Uh, but right now, we don't have any because their Patreon is not up yet. But we're going to talk about the tiers real quick. Uh, and what you can get at certain tier levels and what your name will be. So uh, every tier is going to get a special thanks from us. That's just how the fumblers roll. We have to thank everybody who's willing to give even the smallest amount because that's just how we are and you make the show go around. So, But uh, starting off at the list is the $1 tier, the Servitor tier. And uh, those guys are going to get uh, bonus episodes and commercial-free episodes. Which moves us on to our lovely $15 tier, the Imperial Guards. Now, the Imperial Guards are going to get all of that stuff, the free, the bonus episodes, you know, the, the, the commercial-free episodes. But they're also going to get Discord access, where they get to call you out on your bowl in a nice little chat room and our patron-only chat room. It's called Oops, You Fooked Up the Info. And I highly <laughs> encourage this. I said it before. I don't know everything. Obviously, I'm going to get some stuff wrong. This is a community. Call me out. Hop in that Discord and let me know. And I'll correct the ones that I really, truly enjoy. I'm going to bring in as I'm going to add it to the mid-break. I'm going to correct myself. Probably pick out two or three of them. And I'll call you out and give you a thanks. That being said, don't be a douche. I will kick you. <laughs> Not out He'll of the do server. It. I'll find you and I'll kick you <laughs> physically. <laughs> uh, 
So yeah, uh, that's our $15 tier. Uh, that jumps us to the $25 tier. And at the $25 tier, you get all that Gucci stuff. And you get to be our lovely corn dogs. Uh, <laughs> so in addition to be... Blood for the blood Oh down. boy. Skull for the skull throne. Oh corn dogs. <laughs> corn dogs. If you're a Fumbling 4 fan, you'll know what corn dogs means. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so... Uh, so, uh, yeah, addition to all the lovely stuff from the previous tier, you're going to get a lovely little guest spot with us once a month to come on and do a patron-only chat where we talk about whatever you want to talk about, and uh, you get to school me on things. In addition to that, uh, you're also going to get a free merch item sent directly to you from Patreon that will be designed uh, by me and Mango. And that can range from anything from T-shirts to coffee mugs to lovely little posters, uh, whatever we want to put on those merch tiers. We're just going to go crazy. And you get a new one every three months. You'll get a new merch item every three months. And I obviously encourage this tier because I have a (laughs) blast on Patreon episodes. Some of you have heard me. Some of you have talked with me picture all of that but in a world where you get to see me not edited and also you know I'm in charge (laughs) I'm in charge (laughs) (laughs) so uh, that brings us to our next tier which is our brutal and cunning Cunning. tier brutal brutal and cunning Uh, it's all spelled weird uh, brutal and cunning tier, and uh, that's our fifty dollars tier. So you get everything in the previous tiers. In addition, however, we will send you a special little merch item of something we found that was we thought was pretty cool or interesting every six months. So you get a merch item that we design every three months, and then you get another item every six months. You're an active patron, uh, and that one is going to be, you know, that can be anything from, you know keychain to all the way to you know plushy or you know whatever we happen to stumble upon that we're like ooh, this looks cool or this is funny you know whatever we decide whatever our heart little content is we'll send you a nice little gift every six months uh and that brings us to our final tier our hundred dollar tier our adeptus fumbus our own little and imperial faction for all the little and fumblers out there. <laughs> the uh, I, I'm, I'm announcing it now, Canon. It's uh the, the logo is just Charlie's head. <laughs> a cat with a pirate head. <laughs> Done. Uh maybe a paw print. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> so in that tier, you're gonna get all the other stuff. Come hang out with us once a month, you'll chat with us, all that other cool stuff. But you'll also get a rank up on the merch item. So every six months, you're going to get a rank up on the merch item. You will not be getting what the $50 tier people get unless you specifically message one of us and go, actually, I just want that one. Uh, We'll have a special little gift for you every six months. And every one of them comes with a kiss from me. uh, It's going to have like red lipstick, just as kiss from Mango. (laughs) (laughs) Every kiss begins with Mango. We're going to get canceled. <laughs> Copyright. <laughs> but yeah, so there's our patron tiers. Uh, we'll get the Patreon up here soon. 
Um, it might even be up when this episode releases. So uh, if it is, the link in it will be in the show notes. So you can go and uh, patron if you want. There is no obligation, but we and we love you all the same just for listening to us. But it is greatly appreciated when you do because you help the show grow and you support us financially to get cool new gear and new things. And yeah. <laughs> it's just so, yeah. motivating knowing there's other people out there that want to listen to us talk about a bunch of bullshit. Yeah, even for a dollar. <laughs> Uh, so yes there's our patron info uh patreon will be live either shortly or it's already live go check the show notes <laughs> <laughs> and on that note i also just wanted to bring up if you guys have any questions or if you just want to chat or if you can't afford the patreon and just want to call me out you are more than welcome to join our regular discord and tag me i might see it i don't do much you can ask aaron i bug them all all the time or you can also check out our Twitter, the main one being for crit at for crit for underscore crit. Sorry, fumbling for the almighty crit. Those will also be in the show notes, but come talk to us. We hang out sometimes. We're just people. I just talk more than you. I'm, I'm, I'm bald, so I'm not just people. I'm Mr. Clean. Thank you. Uh, I have <laughs> so much hair. <laughs> I got a big beard and uh, long hair. I I look like Space Wolf. <laughs> I, I appreciate <laughs> it. I was gonna say like Sweat Lord or somebody that lives in his mom's basement, but yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. So I'm pretty excited to uh, to talk about what we brought. Can we can we talk about what we brought? Can we can we do that now? One hundred percent. But I go first. Okay, go. go. Let's go. I know you're really excited. Let's see it. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I got to do a little sales pitch here. Uh, well, first off, we got to tell everybody who's listening to new uh, Warhammer Lorecast. Uh, this is kind of something we do across the rest of our Lorecast shows. We bring merch items and news. So get ready for that in the mid breaks. Uh, but that being said, uh, I have something here for you. You know, the, the, the holiday season's coming up and uh, it gets cold. Okay, and uh, you want to show your your love for Warhammer 40k. What if I told you you could do that while also celebrating the holidays with this lovely armed and dangerous red gobo Christmas sweater from Merchoid? What? What? Yes, this lovely must have for any Warhammer 40k. Why I'm wearing three right now. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah, if you go to Merchoid right now, it is an officially licensed sweater. The price tag is $64.99, and it says price includes all taxes and shipping. Um, its uh, little tag here is if Santa had an elf whose main aim was to create mischief and instigate a coup amongst the elves in the North Pole, the Red Gobo would fit that role perfectly. So yeah, if you want your little loved, lovely little armed and dangerous red gobo Christmas sweater, uh, head over to Merchoid and uh, the link will be in the show notes for that. Bravo. Bravo. What a lovely little line. It's almost like I've done this before. That's crazy. <laughs> On the flip side, those of you have, who have heard me know that I have a specific job when I bring merch to the table and that's to find the craziest get out there 
I'm talking t-shirts made by a bag lady in New York living under a bridge with like three rats named Steve. That's what I look for. <laughs> Can't do that because I'm the host. I have to be a professional or pretend like it. Nah. So I'm going to try and steal everything about Ariel's identity and read articles. Oh. And if any of you are curious, like you said, if, if you haven't seen any of the other shows, just look up Fumbling 4. They do, uh, what, what are you up to now, 14, 15 podcasts? <laughs> I have no idea how many podcasts we do now. That's fair. There's one for every topic under the sun. They do D&D, Legend of Zelda, Resident Evil. Those are the only ones I listen to. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> we'll have uh, we'll have a nice little br- brief link. That's fair. Okay. Or, uh, brief in the show notes. So don't worry. Okay. If, you, if there's something for everybody's taste. 100%. And I do genuinely. There's a reason why I became part of this group. The fantastic group of people. They get along really well. Their show, All of their shows are so good. I love with, that, with that being said, <laughs> I wanted to I wanted to talk about for those of you that may or may not know, tenth edition has just been released. So I wanted to talk about they they dropped the roadmap, and I was going to talk about the next few things coming out. The fall releases are going to be the codexes for the Tyranids and the Space Marines. And I wanted to specifically Ooh. I sent Aaron the link. I wanted to talk, I wanted him just to react to the Psychophage for the Tyranids. Oh gosh! Okay, wing, I'm opening it now. The Winged Tyranid Prime, which the Winged Tyranid Prime, I'm actually very excited about. It's a brand new HQ for the Tyranids. HQ were like leaders, like named enemies and stuff like that. Usually, okay. And then for the space, okay. the Space Marines have a couple of new models. Most of the models coming out are kind of replacements for older models, but they have a new Dreadnought coming out called the Ballistus Dreadnought. And it's it does exactly what it sounds like. It's just guns all over the place. <laughs> Noise. Oh my gosh, it is just guns all over like the place. Like a refrigerator with missiles. Uh, it's 100%. <laughs> uh, you know, I've actually seen some of these already in the um, mobile game. No, the strategy mobile game. No surprise. Game. If you're going to advertise, may as well do it where nerds stare at it all day. Exactly. <laughs> okay, these are these are pretty cool. I uh, not gonna lie, I uh, I totally main the uh, apothecary. So just a healer. Totally. <laughs> yeah, I, I totally main that all the time in the mobile game. Oh, got you. <laughs> well, he's really good for yeah. a while. Yeah, he has to heal me. <laughs> but no, so yeah, these are pretty cool. Uh, the annihilator is ridiculous. Uh, chainsaw hand. Let's go. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Of course, we have to have our space dwarves. Oh, yeah. You're going too far down the list. That's, that's oh, past well, fall. I, I w- no, do you? I, I, okay. Yeah. So that's way too, way too far. Well, I mean, I'd say my favorites so far are the Master of Possession and uh, as Azraka, the Annihilator. That is or Azrak. fully, definitely a chaos survey. Oh, man. <laughs> They're the bad guys. <laughs> No, I'm loving these. So it looks like when do the pre-orders start on these? Right now, it looks like they are slated for March. Oh, okay. It looks like almost every model has like a different date. Oh, oh, oh okay. That's when they were revealed. I don't see anything about released in Leviathan box, separate release forthcoming. Okay. So you can pick them up from Leviathan 
boxes, and I don't think they can be bought separately quite yet. That's okay, for the space yeah. Marines. I was just the Tyranids. Was... Are Leviathan as well? Yes, the Tyranids are also Leviathan. Okay, so the only one that I'm seeing here that is pre-orderable as of the posting of this episode, it's already going to be out for pre-order. Uh, is August nineteenth, and that is the Prim Primaris Phobos Marines. Primaris Phobos. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Those guys are awesome. They have wings. <laughs> Your obsession, Jetpack. Your obsession with wings, man. We'll get to that. We'll get. We'll explain that when we get to the the, the Blood Angels. Okay. But <laughs> All right. Is there anything else you want to talk about in the mid break? I think that's it. Um, yeah, I think we're done with the mid-break. Unless you want to talk about our sponsors. Yeah, we've already got sponsors. First episode, we already got sponsors. You ready, my boy? Let's go. <laughs> so, I'm not making any money off of these sponsors. This is going to be <laughs> So, uh, lovely sponsors. Uh, fan Roll Dice. So, uh, you like dice? You like dice trays? You like dice bags? You like anything with dice? Some cool dice? You got to see their dice actually in person at uh, Gen Con. I did. There's some nice people yeah, too, actually. They got, you have really nice people. Uh, so yeah, uh, you like cheap dice? Then uh, this is definitely the place for you. Uh, if you go to fanroll.com and you use the promo code AlmightyC, you can get 10% off of your total order and uh, help us out at the Fumbling Four, you know, network and, uh, you know, fund us a little bit and you get some cool dice. They range in price. I'm not even kidding you. Some as cheap as $7. And I think the most expensive I've ever saw on there was 80. And they've got metal, wooden, rubber, resin. I mean, anything and everything. They come in D sets or you can just get D6s. I mean, anything you could think of is there. It's awesome and it's affordable. That's the biggest thing. But uh, yeah, so fan roll dice. And for anybody even thinking about playing 40K, you need so many dice. <laughs> I mean, my God, the amount. I, I am, I'm 6'2". I got big ass hands. I have to roll like a fucking toddler to try and roll all the hits. Sometimes I have to roll two different sets depending on how successful oh they are. Oh my God. So many dice. Just... I'm stressed now thinking so about it. So definitely check this place out. They've got a. I've, I've been to their website. I've, they've got a lot of cool stuff. So there you go. There's our sponsor. That's our one sponsor so far. So far. <laughs> all right. Welcome back from that mid break. Thanks for spending all that money on me. I mean the. So do we? Night Lords Legion Eight. <laughs> These guys were law enforcement, <laughs> similar to Space Wolves, but for outside of the legions. These guys policed like worlds and stuff. Once worlds had been conquered, they kind of went behind and like policed that type of stuff. Their main focus was to make sure that the imperial worlds that had been conquered were following their new laws. Their secondary, when it comes to like combat and stuff like that, it was stealth attacks and psyops, like psychological warfare. Okay. I'm sorry, I was listening, but I am enamored about the way these guys look. They're very, very much like Mo. <laughs> emo and vampire, like very dark, like I'm skulls a, and spikes. I'm just a kid in like <laughs> the nightmare. 
yeah, skulls and spikes. Like from the get, they really were just edgy. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I, I actually like the looks of them. They're actually pretty cool. The night, yeah, the nightlords are actually fairly popular to my knowledge. Uh, so uh, their colors here are, if I can get it back up, their colors are dark blue and brass. Which I really choice I thought they'd go with me like a midnight blue or a purple or something, but no, all right. Uh, <laughs> so uh, some numbers: the Night Lords were estimated to comprise slightly over ninety thousand. Um, though others put their numbers closer to one hundred and twenty thousand. Uh, towards the end, their numbers had dwindled to an estimated ten thousand. Space Marines. I, if I remember correctly, they got caught up in some shit. I, I think they were damn near sacrificed to like buy time for something that was going on. Oh, I'm sure <laughs> we'll get to you explaining that to me, and I cannot wait because the little blurp I'm seeing here definitely, uh, yeah, I want to know about this. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so okay, yeah, Dark Lords, Night Lords, not Dark Lords. <laughs> Same thing. Edge lords. Edge lords. <laughs> yeah, edge lords. Keeper of the peace. Uh, Are you ready for the next one? I'm ready. Number nine. It's the one you've been mm-hmm. waiting for. Oh, uh, world bearers. Well, so there's world leaders <laughs> and there's word bearers. I just combined both of those. <laughs> My notes are terrible. The blood angels. Blood angels. Let's go. They were the number one troop for shock assault. Just drop and go just hitting quick they were the first of the quote-unquote main combat forces of the legion of stardes they focused mainly on like exploiting specifically weaknesses in the enemy lines so like finding like weak points in the walls find to figure out where there's no there's less guards or like siege engines and stuff like that mm-hmm. they were for a while or at least at first they were the go-to for drop go and conquer this place and that's why I love them. Uh, I I, I want to add something here uh, for those of you who want to know why I like them and immediately took to them is because I read a little bit of their history. I won't go too much. Um, but the reason they became Blood Angels is because they decided to eat the food that was readily accessible to their enemy, which happened to be people <laughs> and everything else. So, yeah, they're cursed with uh, not one, but two different effects. Uh, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll get to that. I I love their backstory. I love them. They're they're oddly like not just loyal but honorable, but they're also brutal. It's very weird combination. I think that's why I like them so much. Plus, they have angels. It's in the name. They got wings. Let's go. And. Crit has this weird obsession with like specifically angel wings. Uh, they're so cool. <laughs> so uh, the colors, red and black. Uh, my army would be orange and white. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Tennessee Vols. Or gold, white, you know, whatever. <laughs> you know, whatever I want. Uh, <laughs> uh, approximately estimated at 200,000 at the beginning of the Great Crusade, and then their numbers were depleted to 50,000. No, that's not right. Um, 
It doesn't have a depleted number. It just says their numbers were depleted by 50,000. So I would say probably about 150,000 of them left in current times, which seems a little high for them. It's something very, very recently happened and they were almost completely wiped out. Well, that, well, that's the thing I'm thinking of because yeah. it seems that 50,000, that the 150,000 seems still a little high in comparison well, to what they were. They were happened. almost immediately replenished. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. I know. I know why. <laughs> yeah. All right. Next faction. Let's go. Uh, what do we got? Iron Hands, Legion 10. These were the oh, heavy boy. assault guys, they were basically tanks on legs. They focused on slowly advancing towards the enemy, just spraying and praying. They were basically, they kind of think of them like mechanics too. They're kind of like secondary specialization was in mechanized infantry tactics. So okay. tanks and robots and knights and that, that type of stuff. Yeah, I'm looking at some images of them and they're very much techno nerds too. By the looks of it, they like their tech. Yes, very much so. Uh, but no, they they also look pretty cool. I mean, if I was into like mechanics, mechanical, like I I wouldn't. But I don't care about cars. Uh, wings, baby. Uh, <laughs> so colors, black and gray. Uh, I'm noticing a trend here with the black, <laughs> <laughs> the edgy ones only. Uh, estimated numbers. Let's see here. So their estimated numbers are in excess of 113,000 at the start of a certain event, which I will not name. Uh, but uh, the exact numbers currently are unknown. Feels right. They do a lot of weird shit. They spend a lot of time like kind of like at forges, basically. Mm, kind of doing their own. Sense. Yeah. They've been through some shit, though. I've noticed uh, right here. It has a list of things that they've been involved in. And yeah, I could I could see why they don't want to deal with it anymore. <laughs> yeah. Who's next on our list? The 11th Legion is the second that is unknown. They were also wiped and all of that. There were two legions that that happened to. Oh, my gosh. Okay. And now that we're here, the one sentence that I was talking about, this isn't going to be a direct quote. But Fulgrim was talking to Ferris and Manus, who are two Primarchs. And he said something along the lines of, be careful, or, you know, I'm just going to fully, like, I'm going to word it with my own words. Watch out, or Dad's going to send Russ after you. Which, impli oh. which implies that Russ killed the other two Primarchs. And, oh my God. and the Space Wolves killed, of course, yeah. That's the only known thing, to my knowledge about the two missing legions. Yeah, I don't have... I couldn't find anything in the 11th legion. <laughs> couldn't even find anything in the second one. I just kind of figured we skipped the number. They just number things weird. But <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so nobody knows what happened to 2 and 11. Got it. Lots of theories. Maybe we can talk about that in a Patreon episode if anybody has uh, some random little tidbits. I'd be interested. Uh, legion 12, World Eaters. This is another shock assault. This is another drop and go. But these guys were kind of like held back. They were typically deployed to give whoever was already there like a sudden rush, like like reinforcements. But like they don't sit in the back line and like shoot. They drop and they want to be in your face, similar to the Space Wolves, mm. the cons. Okay. Or the White Scars. 
Okay. Their logo is pretty cool. It's just a bunch of spikes and teeth. <laughs> uh, so, wow. Okay. So they have two different colors. Their colors pre-heresy, blue and white, and their current colors are red and brass. That's interesting. I haven't seen any with two colors. Very specific reason. I am curious to know why now. <laughs> uh, so uh, estimated numbers, 150,000 at the Legion's peak. And uh, let's see here. It says that the recorded that a number had succumbed entirely during an event and their numbers are unknown at this time. Uh, it says that they lost 35,000 during a certain other event that I will <laughs> not name. Uh, so yeah, so uh, I can guess we can say that they're at least 35,000 down right now, at the very least. Fair amount of them. Yeah. Okay, so world leaders. All right, yeah. Uh, their name, their 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 other name, Warhounds. Again, I can. Okay, these guys. These seem pretty cool. They seem pretty cool, and they look pretty cool. They have one of the more tragic backstories too. But on that note, speaking of tragic backstories, everybody's <laughs> favorite, Legion Thirteen, the Ultramarines, also known as Blueberries or basic oh uh, so the ones that i see everywhere when i see the advertisements yeah they literally call the primarch papa smurf <laughs> oh my god robot gorilla man to be fair his actual name's really stupid so Rabute gutherman these guys were like jack of all trades like their whole thing was just wherever you need them that's where they can be they were extremely balanced they didn't really specialize in anything and they arguably had the best teamwork with other legions. That kind of makes sense. They, uh, their color scheme to me, it just, I mean, the gold's pretty cool, but their, yeah, their color scheme is very specific. It's lapis blue, gold, and white. They have a specific blue for them. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh -hoo -hoo. <laughs> uh, so this is interesting, though. I did find the numbers started at a runner around 166,000, uh, which put them at the forefront of one of the largest legions. They pretty much are and have always been the largest legion. They lost 50,000 during 30K events but swelled up to 250,000 currently making them the largest legion. So these, yeah, okay. Well, that makes sense why they're the jack of all trades and can play well with others because, yeah, they're the cannon fodder, let's be honest. That's, that's damn near. Like, they, no shade, especially with their more recent lore. They've done some really cool shit, but a lot of people, pretty much... The only people who like Ultramarines is GW because they make a lot of money off of them and starters. So uh, this is a commonly used team, it seems. Very much. By a lot of players. GW likes to make money. So a lot of the times the Ultramarines get all of the cool shiny stuff. So people who... It sounds bad, but it, I don't mean it that way. The people who want to win, essentially play ultramarines because they get a lot of the, the cool stuff they stay op a lot i can see that especially since 
it's one of the most advertised because I mean, literally anytime I've been exposed to it, it's always been these guys. I mean, you saw a, when we went to Gen Con, there were two separate big ass statues. Mm-hmm. They were literally both Ultramarines. And so I, I, this is literally all I've ever been exposed to is the big blueberries. So I can see why people, when they think Warhammer, the first thing that comes to mind is the Ultramarines. Yeah. So, okay. So that's uh, that was Faction 13. 13. Okay, so Faction 13. So we're going on to 14. 14. This is the Death Guard. They specialized in heavy assault, but I want to argue more defensive than offensive. They're very well known for having like unbreakable defenses. Their specialization is attrition warfare. They will just like stand and win. <laughs> they just, when I say defenses, I don't necessarily mean like they put up fortifications. They just like if you punch them, you'll break your arm. They're the best defense is the greatest offense yeah. in their eyes. So uh, if you want stuff done, send in the blood angels. If you want stuff done fast, send in these guys. Not necessarily because they're not shock assault. They will stand there and they will. You can't beat them. That doesn't necessarily mean they can beat you. There's actually one of the time, like Jenga Khan fought Mortarian, the patriarch of the Death Guard. And he, the fight wound up being a draw because Jenga Khan is so fast that Mortarian couldn't hit him. But despite being hit hundreds of times, Jenga Khan could never break through Mortarian's armor. So it wound Holy up. Being, yeah. So they're just walking tanks. They are quite literally walking tanks. So uh, their colors uh, reflect that too. Uh, they're various sickly greens and browns, and their sigil is three skulls. Yeah. I'm just I'm just gonna go out on a limb here and say uh, these guys are bad guys. Surprise! That all that screams bad guy. Surprisingly, no. <laughs> What? The guy that they kind of work for, that they serve, if you want to call it that, he's very loving. He, he like, genuinely, all he wants is for everyone to be happy. What the heck? They chose, like, the most mortifying colors. They're brutal tanks that walk around, and their symbol is literally three human skulls. Yeah, they just want And them. yet, they want we it. love everyone. They literally <laughs> want, like, happy and smiles, and anyone who knows anything about 40k i want you to understand that i know what you're thinking and i want to wink at you but i'm also not wrong (laughs) (laughs) oh gosh so uh so numbers here uh at its peak uh and still had well over 20 no sorry they had been reduced by well over 25,000 in the first confrontation and that's about it so they started with 95,000 and dropped by 25,000 in 30k universe so they're still decently sized for what they are and to think that it looks like there's a list a laundry list of battles they've been in to only have lost 25,000 of them yeah these things are tanks oh yeah so if you want to win against the Ultramarines, that's this Death Guard is the one you use. <laughs> you, ready for, uh, you ready for number 15? Uh, let's go 15. What do we got? So out of love for my army, 
I have to give this a big fat boo. This is my least favorite Space Marine army, even though I love their lore and I love a lot of the stories they're in. I have to hate them because Space Wolves. Okay. Although I want to point out to everybody listening, I actually do think they were wronged. I just want to throw that out there. <laughs> but there's a reason, and I'll explain it later. Horus is the bad guy. Anyway, Thousand Sons. <laughs> Oh, I know these guys. Okay, Thousand Sons. I've seen some stuff on because uh, Daniel from the other pod. He yeah. uh, how do you feel about loves a, these guys? How do you feel about Egyptians and magic? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what you get here. Yeah, they had no known specialization aside from having by far the most psychers. Psychers for all of you wee little chicklets out there, uh, space magicians. Space magician, space mage, space wizard, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, and the like. I originally saw pictures of these guys, and I was like, okay, that's cool. I mean, they look cool, but not my thing. I know for a fact that these guys are the bad guys, only because of the exposure I've had from Daniel. I know they're 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 traitors. They're What's fun is they are more than anyone else by far the most likely to have not betrayed. Of, of the ones that of all of the traitors they are the literally in my mind maybe Perturabo's group in my mind the only group that became traitors and it was 100% not their fault so uh, before we go any further because I know we got some new ears listening what we're referring to when we talk about loyalist or traitor that is whether they are loyal to the emperor or they have betrayed the emperor, correct? Yes, there was a okay. massive civil war. There was roughly half, give or take. A lot happened. Of course, uh, obviously, I'm going to go more into it. It makes me feel bad. By the end of this episode, you're going to hear me say that so many times, and I feel bad. But I, I'm <laughs> it's trying, the first episode. Yeah, I'm okay. trying to bring you guys in slow, so you don't. There's so much in 40k. I don't want anybody to be like, and I don't want you to watch the first episode and be like, I don't. None of those words make sense. I'm almost positive I could speak Spanish better because I didn't understand a single word they were talking about. <laughs> okay, so Thousand Suns. Uh, I, I, color, I from what I'm gathering, really doesn't matter for these guys. They kind of stick somewhat to a consistent color scheme of um, their previous before Betrayal was red, bronze, and white. And now it's just Azure, Azure, yellow and gold uh they kind of stick to that like royal color scheme that egyptian artwork kind of depicts um hence you know makes sense because they're very much egyptian in design you know pharaohs and you know anubis and you know every anything and everything you can think of you're getting out of these guys from that uh estimated total strength is 80,000 to 90,000 Space Marines uh, in the past. And supposedly, there's only 1,242 of these left. Uh, because your boys, I'm just going to ruin it. Your boys got them. Fucking slaughter. They're called the Thousand Suns. Like, they were always called the Thousand Suns. They're called the Thousand Suns now for a reason. Uh, <laughs> They got wrecked, and while I'm very proud, I'm also very sorry. (laughs) (laughs) 
Like this is the kind of stuff where I, you high five each other in like the locker room, but you really feel bad about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did it. We did it. <laughs> uh, okay, so that was our number fifteen. Um, number sixteen, Sons of Horus. These guys have oh one boy. job, one job, and one job only: shock assault. That's literally almost everything I found about them was they went in, they went hard, and they were one of the best fighters in general. Well, um, wow. Uh, that's a short. <laughs> they, uh, they're pretty basic. They, they are like, they were essentially meant to be kind of mirror images of the ultramarines, give or take. I was going to say they, 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 they look pretty basic until you get to the more modern artwork. And I'm going to stop there. Cause I think I'm giving myself away some, uh, from the artwork alone, I'm giving myself away who's going to be the bad guy in this one. Uh, <laughs> but uh, color scheme is black and gold on these guys. Man, that sucks because that's a really good color scheme too. Uh, I, I don't know. I could be wrong. They could not be the bad guys. Uh, <laughs> I know, I know. Everybody's the bad guy. But <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, to be fair, there are no good guys. Uh, I want to make that very good. clear to everyone listening. No one is. Like, if you're here looking for heroes, wait for me to drop a fantasy episode. This this is not for you if you only care about heroes. Uh, so approximate number of Sons of Horus, 130,000 to 170,000 in the later days of the Great Crusade and approximately 70 to 110,000 following a certain event. And then it was estimated that after a second event... 30,000 more were dead or unaccounted for. So they took some heavy hits. So they went from the original 130 to 170,000 down to 70 to 110,000 and then took another 30,000 loss. Wow. They got messed up. So these must have been some frontline fighters, especially since they're shock troops. And you yeah, said they, they get dropped first. They spent the majority of the the uh, Civil War and the Great Crusade up, up in it, up in the front lines. Holy cow. OK. All right. So Sons of Horus. Uh, nope. Wow. <laughs> 17th Legion. Word bearers. These guys, weirdly enough, kind of diplomatic as a whole. I don't even know that much about their combat specs because they were originally their whole thing was envoy missions to like discover a world before we just attack and conquer this place. Let's send in the word bearers see if we can't diplomatically be like, hey, you're human. We're human. We're better than you. Join us. Oh, okay. That's that's one way to recruit people, I guess. <laughs> We're going to use our words instead of our fists. And then when that doesn't work, we're going to use our fists. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much the whole thing. Also, <laughs> uh, we'll probably use our word fists while we try to. <laughs> Man, okay. All right. Calm down, Marines. Uh, <laughs> so um, this one is another one that um, two colors. Again, I'm starting to catch a vibe here. I'm starting to try to figure. I'm, I'm starting to think of something here. I, I'm just saying. <laughs> Uh, so two sets of colors here. We have pre 
heresy. Um, uh, I'm just going to call it an arc because it, it's like a heresy. The, the point of heresy, the timeline of heresy, pre-timeline of heresy, gunmetal gray. And then after heresy, they are, the colors are called traitorous red and silver. Wonder what I wonder who they sided with. Yeah, I wonder who they sided with. <laughs> At this point, it's clearly I don't think it's going to work that great about me asking you who sided with who. I still probably I don't know. There's still some of them. Yeah, there's still some of them. I might. Uh, so, yeah, so. Their exact number is unknown. Approximately 140,000 at the time of drop site massacre, which you mentioned briefly. And at a certain point in this timeline, they had grown to far greater strength than originally reported. So they're more than 140,000 now. In theory. Holy cow. Okay. That's there's a reason not that much more is known about them. And it's hilarious. Oh boy. I feel like we're gonna have to have special arcs on each one of these. Oh, 100%. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So who do we got next? Next up is the salamanders. Again, this is one that had a real specific job. Rear guard. It came in behind everybody and made sure nothing shady was going on. So they were basically like the cleanup crew. They just held up the rear and cleaned up the mess as they walked forward kind of thing essentially and make sure they didn't get like flanked and stuff like that yeah and uh, again for those of you that actually know 40k lore i know there's more to them again we're talking this is primarily talking about the creation of these i'll go into more detail i say this because the salamanders were also really good a lot of these guys are really good like smiths and stuff like that not just the salamanders but like the iron hands like a lot of them make their own weapons and things like that Oh, I can tell this one has two giant fists mounted on his already giant fists. Those are called power fists. <laughs> oh, my God. They have power That's fists. a regular weapon. <laughs> oh, all right. Never mind. Well, it's not like it's not super common, but yeah. Yeah, I just wanted to throw I'm keeping it kind of low key because it's the induction. Yeah, salamanders. So uh, colors here. Uh, Logo is pretty cool. It's a dragon's head. Um, colors are green, black, and gold, and their numbers are also unknown. Uh, they had 89,000 at the end of the Great Crusade, and 83,000 were deployed uh, during the Dropsite Massacre. Um, Wow, they were told basically they stated that 98% of them were dead at a certain point. Um so right now at a current point the last known census I guess was about 2 to 3000. Uh but they still don't know. Nobody knows exactly how many of them are but the last known is two to three thousand. So many things happened. <laughs> I know the list is one of the longest I've seen. <laughs> Legion 19. Okay. The 19th Legion. <laughs> this is actually number two of three. Dark Angels is a number three out of three that I think you would like. The Raven okay. Guard, I think you would like, not necessarily because of the Space Marines. 
although they all do really cool stuff as well, but because of their Primarch, Corvus Corex. He is super edgy, but he has wings. They're not angel <laughs> wings. They're metal wings that he wears on his backpack with a jetpack, but he uses them to fight. Oh, yeah. Like, like he'll dart around the battlefield. He'll spin around and like cut someone in half with his wings while he's wielding other weapons and stuff like that. He basically fights like he has four arms while he flies. I am looking at a picture of him right now, and that is awesome. Yeah, he's, he's a super cool dude. But recon and infiltration tactics was their whole fucking thing. Infiltration was more of a like sneak in, sneak out type deal. And the recon, of course, flying around, doing stuff like that. Okay. Um. So. Black and white <laughs> is their colors basic we've already seen that before though do something different uh <laughs> so uh they basically had 80,000 they lost 75,000 and they're barely at 4,000 right now Holy crap. So that's another one that took a heavy hit. So I'm assuming I'm just don't tell me, but I'm assuming Raven Guard and Salamanders probably went the front lines during the same events, which caused a lot of losses on both their halves. Find out next time on Dragon Ball. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I'm just, I, I, yeah, yeah. So not very many of those guys either. Pretty cool though. Definitely a uh, maybe I'll just take the Primarch and then leave the rest of the bullshit because the Blood Angels at least know how to fight. This is, <laughs> this is my whole army. <laughs> um, um, so number 20. Number 20. This is actually another one of our listeners favorites. The Alpha Legion. The Alpha Legion are, even if you don't play them, they're kind of a fan favorite because their lore is just super fun. Primarily their Primarch's lore, but it involves the rest of them. They were spec ops, special operations. Their main thing was like assassinations or abducting high value targets, things like that. As you do. Yeah. <laughs> you know, your everyday type stuff. Yeah. They also, this is my opinion, I hate, hate, hate their helmets. I hate it so much. Yeah, they're very horny. It's not horns. It's, what? It's like they ripped the front off a Viking ship and put two of them facing away from each other on their on a hat. Oh, no. Just, it looks I'm like if you love it, Godspeed. I'm happy for you. No shame. But I personally cannot stand it. So, uh, the uh, house sigil that's what i'm gonna start calling these now okay. uh is the uh it's the hydra the colors are blue silver and green um they're pretty they i mean they're yeah they're pretty crazy looking uh <laughs> so numbers started at around 120 to 130,000 and then they dropped to the 90,000 range 
and then they were brought up into the 180,000 range. So they've had some pretty good fluctuation, but it's never it's not been as near as bad as I would argue the ultramarines. The well, ultramarines went up by a whole whopping 100,000. So they've had some pretty good fluctuation though. I would say their numbers doubled. That's crazy. Okay. They're arguably one of the more successful legions. I will say this much with some of the stuff I'm seeing here without going too much into it. I think we have ourselves a traitor, not traitor. You said that about almost every legion. (laughs) Well, I mean, this one's like they betrayed the emperor, but they're not really betraying the emperor. It's like a, like a, Oh, splinter cell kind of thing. Yeah. Double, yeah. Double agent kind of thing. I'm like, "Mm." I'm not reading too much in depth in this. I just saw a couple glance of like their battle cry and like their mockery and, but maybe it's not. Yeah. So anyway, it's something to look forward to dear new listeners, much like myself. (laughs) There's lots of juicy tidbits in here. So yes. Anyway, their numbers uh, around 180,000 currently. So, uh, fun what do we have left last but not least of space marines is the custodes the custodes are essentially the palace guards up until incredibly recently no matter what was happening they never left terra specifically they really never left the emperor's palace the difference is whenever you say like palace guards and like video games then they're supposed to be the best of the best you walk up and you like kick you like kneecap them and they're all useless (laughs) super not the case for custodes they are basically space marine space marines I I found a quote this was on reddit but it actually sums it up really well they are to space marines as the emperor is to his primarchs oh so these guys are like the top dogs the best of the best yeah they're like a step above space marines regular space marines wow okay so yeah these guys are the the gold gold like they 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 yes. still rock the blue kind of they're more mostly, gold than blue mostly gold yeah <laughs> yeah i i there's a couple of them have crimson in here like a red yeah. and gold with blue hints um man these guys are awesome okay i might like these guys a little bit more i don't know they are we'll they are fairly they are also a fairly popular army yeah, maybe I'll just do this with Blood Angels for my army. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so current, man, they they really don't have numbers anywhere for their legion size. Technically, so I wasn't sure if I wanted to add this one or not, because I believe and I could be wrong. I honestly don't remember. I do not believe they were part of the first founding. So technically, mm. this is one of the bonus ones I said I was going to talk about later, but it's a big. I don't think they were part of the first founding, but I don't. Th- I think they were. I pretty much I think they were their own separate thing. I just wanted to go ahead and talk about them with the base Space Marines because they're not quite second founding, not quite mm. first founding. So I just went ahead and tossed them in here. Well, I do have a number finally. Okay, ten thousand. That's it. Sounds right. I mean, there's just palace guards. They were never meant to be. A fighting force they were meant to be a defensive last line yeah 
Well, and there it says in here at one point their numbers are depleted by a bit, but they quickly got their numbers back up to 10,000. Like they don't suffer losses for long periods of time. Because all of this says that it, I'm not going to go too in depth into this because I can't wait for you to tell me about it, but it says that a lot of their history happens in the 41st century. Yeah. Yeah. So they've lost and gained their numbers within the same century. Like they didn't take them long at all to grow. That's crazy. Terra is a very overpopulated. Terra is Earth, by the way. Okay, so that's what I was wondering. Okay, so Terra's Earth. This is kind of what we're protecting. Well, okay, listeners, because there's no viewers, I put Earth in quotation marks because, you know, it is, but it's not, but it is, but it's not, but, but it, it is, is, but it isn't, but it is. <laughs> okay, so so this is just our legions. These are our, just our space marines. This was just our space marines. It took way longer than I thought it was going to because obviously I wanted to go through factions and we just wound up going mm-hmm. through space marines. But that's okay. It's all right, because we can always go through the rest next episode. 100%. I definitely only sucks because I got through a page and a half out of, I think, the seven pages I typed up about factions. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to summarize everything here. Um, So we got 21 factions, technically 20 factions of Space Marines. The, the, The other one is the bonus one, which is basically just our palace cards. Yes, and those 20 factions will eventually become much more. This was, like I said, the first founding, which was mm-hmm. the the Emperor created Space Marines to conquer the galaxy. So basically, there was one set of Marines for each one of the Primarchs. Yes. Each one of those Marine sets were built specifically around the Primarchs' interests in general. So... Space cops for the space justice lawyer, you know, kind of thing. Like their personalities matched what these guys' jobs essentially were, is what I'm gathering. So, okay. So it looks like everybody also had, much like a normal military group or squad, everybody had their own tasks. You had the guys that went behind the wires, you had the guys that would, they, you know rush the opponent you had the guys that would bring up the flanks the rears you had everybody had their own position in the perfect fighting force so it seemingly basically we have one big daddy 20 generals and 20 different armies that would do 20 different things yes and no because of the two unknowns okay so so we have two jobs that aren't getting done Yes and no. There's a theory about... I've only seen one person talk about it. There's a theory about that that I... It's not exactly the most true, but it's my favorite I've read so far. We'll talk more about that. But there are yeah, there are 18 generals and 18 armies. Okay. And this, of course, isn't including the Astra Militarum or the Imperial Guard, etc. This was just... Which, essentially, these were the army rangers. Special forces, Special secret forces, squirrel. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so it's not terribly hard to understand from here at this point. However, before we wrap the episode up, I know you wanted to ask me a question. Yes, it kind of got given away with you reading the numbers and stuff, but I'm hoping it'll still be a nice, fun little exercise. (laughs) Listeners, play along. (laughs) Who do you think 
became like betrayed the emperor. Okay, so I've got the list in front of me. It's not necessarily in order, but I'm going to go down the list and I'm going to rattle it off here. Okay, let's go. And then you can correct me. So Ultramarines, obviously still loyal. Dark Angels, I know they're loyal because they work regularly with the Blood Angels. I saw that in a lot of the lore I read about the Blood Angels. Uh, Alpha Legion. Uh, These are these. I have to look at a picture of these guys again. I think these are the ones that look like these are the emo ones. These are the ones with like the bat ears and stuff on their helmets, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. No, no. This is this is the Hydras. This is the stealth guys. Mm-hmm. This is the ones I was talking about. I think they're secretly okay. So I think they're labeled as traitors in game, but I think lore wise they might be like a mysterious like double agent kind of legion. Okay. Uh, Iron Warriors, I think that was one of the ones that I said had two color schemes. <laughs> uh, I don't know. They just kind of, the Iron Warriors kind of gives off. I know Mechanus because I played the mobile game. I know Mechanus is bad. They're kind of like robot creatures. So I'm assuming with a name like Iron Warriors, they're traitors and they probably work with those guys a lot. Uh, Sons of Horus. I'm going to go ahead and say traitors because it sounds awfully similar to the Thousand Sons because, you know, the whole Horus thing, you know, it's like an Egyptian name. So I think they're like a branch of weird way to go. But all right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, world Eaters, uh, they sound like bad guys. That that name says World Eater. It's World Eaters. OK, they're, they're definitely bad guys. Uh, word Bearers. I think they're good guys. I think they're loyalists because, I mean, even though they don't really talk nice to people, they're at least attempting to talk their way through things. So they're good guys. Uh, Blood Angels, I know they're loyalists. I was very confused by that, but they are loyalists. Um, Iron Hands, uh, definitely traitors. Same same concept here. Iron, they work they work with Mechanis. Yeah, that's that's where I'm going with that one. Emperor's Children. Um, obviously, it's Emperor's Children. They're they're the good guys. <laughs> they, it's, it's Emperor's Children. Uh, Imperial Fists, uh, Loyalists, just because they're simple as a fist. And how cool is that? <laughs> <laughs> so Space Wolves, obviously Loyalists, because it's you. I know it. Uh, Death Guard, uh, Traitor. Death Guard. It's in the name. Death. With a guard against death. Yeah, no, that's not how that works. It would be Guard Death, not Death Guard. Uh... <laughs> Thousand Sons, bad guys. Uh, Salamanders, good guys, because they got the dragon. So they're the good guys. Uh, Raven Guard, uh, good guys, because I could see them working with the Blood Angels quite a bit. Okay. <laughs> uh, Night Lords seems way too emo. Uh, bad guys. And White Scars, definitely good guys, because they're barbarians, and barbarians don't they're not smart enough to go no we don't no no they just kind of go with the flow they can murder then that's all they care about barbarians i can't wait to tell you about world eaters anyway (laughs) i have a slightly different list i believe oh was i wrong about some of them no what i meant was it wouldn't it's not gonna be in the same order as yours oh okay all right So so i'm just gonna go down and sons of horus they are bad, not because their Primarch's name is the same as Thousand Sons. 
It's called the Horus Heresy. <laughs> oh, I didn't catch that. Okay. Yeah, so, so, all right. Horus Heresy. Okay. So they started it. They're, they're bad. Yes. Okay. Got it. Uh, Space Wolves. My boys. Loyal yeah, of to course the they're good. Yep. Iron Hands. Loyal. Really? Yep. Wow, I really thought with a name like that they would. Uh, okay, yeah. all right. Iron Hands is loyal. Fun fact: the reason they're called Iron Hands is because Ferris Manus, their Primarch, his super special ability. It's not the only one, but the one that the reason they called him Iron Hands is because he had hands that were, you know, kind of made like iron. They were like, yeah, nailed it. <laughs> Emperor's Children, super bad. Really? Super bad. Uh, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, salamanders good guys yeah i knew that imperial one. fists good guys yeah yeah i see it got it got Ultra it okay. marines evil but not because they betrayed the emperor because they highly represent they are the face of capitalism oh okay i see what you did there all right shut up they're good <laughs> was, guys was, don't confuse our listeners yeah, well, i was i was sitting here like i know that was funny and i kept looking at you waiting i was like back. Really? I was sitting here going, no, really? No, why would they advertise the bad guys? No, all right, dear listener, he was screwing with me. They're loyalists. I was right. Thousand Sons, bad guys, but I'm yep. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Horace was a, oh, he's a dick. I mean, he, he. You're going to have to explain all of this to me. I will. I'm ready for this. Just know he pulled a sneaky one. Oh, boy. Blood Angels, good guys, despite yep. technically being cannibals. That we don't talk about that. <laughs> Dark Angels, good guys. Despite the name, it's weird, but okay. <laughs> but just like dark doesn't mean bad. Iron Warriors, bad guys. Really? Oh no, that was the one I got right. Okay, yeah. I got Iron Warriors right. Death okay. Guard, bad guys. Yeah, it's just in the name, Death. Word, word bearers, literally, literally started the heresy. Oh no! Okay, I got that one wrong. So word bearers is bad. They use their words for bad things. A lot of people think politicians are bad because they lie all the time. Same reason a lot of people think lawyers are bad. And for a slightly different reason, why a lot of people think religious leaders are bad. The word bearers were all three of those. <laughs> wow. I mean, it was in their previous name. It says here Imperial Heralds was their previous name. I should have should have guessed they're politicians. Uh, okay, so um, okay, word bearers are super bad. Super dicks. Okay, uh, got it. <laughs> white scars, good guys. I told you. Night Lords, bad guys. Yep, see it's in the name. Whoa, world leaders, <laughs> bad guys. Yeah, told you. Name. Done. Raven Guard, good guys. Yep, yeah, I told you they work with my boys. Alpha Legion. Before I bring up the Alpha Legion, I forgot to say that you were half right on the Dark Angels. Oh, uh, was I? Yes. We'll go more in depth on it later. Basically, like a bunch of them did turn traitor, but a bunch no. of them, but a bunch of them didn't. <laughs> And the reason they're so secretive is because they nobody else really knows that. So they're mm. they're all like we are honorless pieces of shit until we find what they call the fallen. Oh. And on that note, Alpha Legion are reported as bad. And are okay. 
super bad. They commit atrocities all the time. <laughs> really? But there is a fan theory that they are pulling a sneaky one. Ah, they're, see? They're ah. just super deep undercover. Because <laughs> when I say atrocities, I mean like they've they regularly like kidnap or completely wipe out entire planets. <laughs> okay, no, I don't even care if these guys are the good guys in secret. Like they just wipe them out, blood guy, blood angels wipe them out. <laughs> Done. Oh my gosh. There's only 180,000 of them. You got this. That's reported. Remember their whole thing was spec ops. Oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so is that all of them? That that was all the legions. So I didn't get too many wrong. All yeah, right. You did, I was, you did surprisingly well. Yeah, and, and only going off of the names and what barely I knew. So, you know, I get you know, whatever. Uh, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the end of this episode. That's it, right? That is all we have time that's, for for sure. Mike Mike drop. <laughs> I guess we can say that we got halfway through the list, so that we'll definitely we'll start on the some of the Xenos. We'll, we'll it's going to be about sixty forty, mostly Xenos next episode. See, okay, so I want to say this now. Mango said I was a xenophobe. I am. I'm not a xenophobe. There are some that look really cool. I'm interested in learning about them, but I'm not going to like them because of what I already know from the mobile game. They eat everything. Okay, fuck those guys. Not all of them. <laughs> The Tau have humans in them. Okay, see, this is where it just got real weird. <laughs> like this scented candle I found that I'm going to bring next episode. Get ready for that minute merch break. You're talking about the one that smells like Nurgle? Uh, <laughs> nope, got a different one. <laughs> Hint, scent of delusion. <laughs> uh, Slanesh. Uh, dang it, you ruined my surprise. All right. Anyway. <laughs> so next episode, we're going to talk about Xenos. Um, and then what else are we going to talk about? Uh, I'm excited. If it's like this, it's going to be pretty much be exactly this, but with more factions. Although in oh theory, God. the rest won't take quite as long because there's way less. There's no 30K lore that I have to sneak around. In 30K, the Xenos mattered almost not at all. There was stuff happening, but it was always like. Back in the back. Not necessarily completely background. It's just it was never truly a focal point past certain wars and stuff like that. Oh, okay. So I guess our listeners have to look forward to Xenos next time. All right. Hope everybody had a good time. Hope you came away a little smarter. Did you enjoy yourself, Crit? I thought I was going to walk into this more confused, but honestly, I, the Marine factions make way more sense now. I honestly tried to break this down so that if you're coming into this completely blind, it wasn't just a bunch of random information coming at you. And I can firmly say right now, Blood Angels still take the cake. Although, I don't know, the 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 Imperial Guard kind of... I, I would probably make a mixed army between the two, cause, just because... Those guys look cool. The Imperial, <laughs> the Imperial Guard. Yeah, the Imperial Guard. The uh, what did you what did you call them? The Compendium. The, the Custodus. Yep, that's the one. Custodus. But the Imperial Guard are just people. <laughs> oh no, hell no! They're that, just yeah, they're just those, guys with flashlights that are basically th- literally thrown at things. That's Canifar. Yeah, done, done. All right, so yeah, so yeah, that's kind of where I'm leaning. I'm still Blood Angels, all the way. <laughs> Fair enough. Still, still got them. 
the lore itself got me. I don't know. When we learn more about lures, I might change my mind. That's fair. All right. Everybody, hope you had a good time. I had a blast. I will see you next week. Thank you for tuning in to the Warhammer Lorecast. If you like the show, please leave a five-star review. Tell a friend. That's how we grow. And stay tuned on that Patreon coming soon. And finally, shortly within the next week, we'll have our Twitter up and running. Make sure you reach out to us. Tell us what you think. And of course, show us those armies. Until next time, dear listener, remember, in the 41st millennia, there is only war.